Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 290. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is the wonderful Mina. She is uh, author and a TED talker and a mother and just an overall great person to talk to. She was someone that I learned a lot from and just from her journey alone, I think you are going to learn a lot from her. So we hope that you guys go check out her links that we always provide down below in the bio. We also want you guys to go check out our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. Tell us who you want in next and we'll make it happen as best we can. And then last but not least, if you guys want to go check out three places for me, one is the website under the newsletter and the blog. Newsletter is a little bit more the personal or the newsletter is a little bit more of the official things going on with the podcast. And then the blog is a little bit more of the personal touch of Brittany and I's life. Uh, also, on top of that, we'd like you to go over to patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. There we have bonus content for you to go sign up for. And in return, you get our famous uh, fine examination. It is our 50 questions where we fill up with fun with our guests of the week podcast uh, that is happening only at patreon.com. And that's everyone who comes in through our door. We ask them 50 questions and they get a really cool little secondary podcast that they get to be a part of. And it's just fun. Uh, we hope you guys enjoy that one. Again, only available at our subscription base uh, at patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. Last but not least, I have one more place for you to go to. It is the pro dad podcast and me and my buddy from the east coast jimmy we get together every week and we try and put all of our dad stuff together and just give you guys some fun content that you can listen to pro tips pro dads uh just overall fun 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 all the time over there at pro dad pod uh that is it for me here in this intro but is my favorite part of the intro is the community cork board you guys send us what your community is doing and we will shout it out like the following events first up party for the pause sip and coffee over at the sip and sip coffee and beer the one love pitbull foundation is putting on a fundraiser and tickets are there are tickets available but all of the money is being fundraised for uh, shelters over at Mar for Maricopa County. There's going to be a live DJ. There's going to be games, dog art auction, raffle, appetizers, the works. So go check it out over at uh, Sip Coffee and Beer. Uh, and then there's tickets available. And this is all taking place downtown uh, Scottsdale. La uh, my last event for you guys is the Phoenix Rising versus the Tacoma defiance uh taking place over at the wild horse pass in chandler arizona and that is uh, today and i just really want to shout out the phoenix rising they are also celebrating pride week and they're just also a great team to watch uh overall i really enjoy what their community and what their group is putting on all the time and uh what they have established for a uh football club here in phoenix so that is the end of the community cork board we say goodbye to all of you but before we go we always say please be careful please be safe we will catch you on the next episode and with that i say goodbye bye y'all
Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for coming back to us. Every week, we bring in special guests, and today is no different. I'm going to, as always, let our guests introduce themselves and what they're going to just be talking about with us today. So go ahead ahead, Mina. Hi, everyone. This is uh, Mina Chan, and uh, I'm an author. I'm a TEDx speaker, and right now I'm a founder of an organization called Intentionally Me. Mm-hmm. I just want to say there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of things going around as far as what we um, what we hear about the pandemic and just kind of like how everyone adjusts and how they're uh, going through it their own way. I want to ask all of our guests this question and it's just kind of, you know, how are things, how are, how is transitioning and how is, uh, how is your period during the pandemic and how did you, how did you fare out? The pandemic actually, you wouldn't believe me. I don't think um, you might have got this response from anybody so far. I think for me, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it has been a, radical transformation, I should say, because I started my um, uh, author journey. So it was my debut book that um, I launched last year. Okay. And uh, this was planned because uh, I, at that time, we didn't know this pandemic is going to hit. So Mm -hmm. I was all clear that my kids are going to be off to school. My husband is going to be away at work and I'm going to have the absolute solitude sitting at home, enjoying my book. Yeah. So that was the plan that I had. And then suddenly everything changed. But then what did not change was that uh, whatever goal that I had set uh, that my book should be launched by, that happened. So for me, it was um, getting into uh, the author journey. But the surprise was the sudden thing that I didn't expect was that I had to become a teacher. I graduated into a full-time uh, chef. I also graduated into a full-time house cleaner. I love it. (laughs) Everything. So everything was a surprise. And I think towards the um, end of this uh, journey was uh, a lot of uh, speaking engagements started. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I gave gave my TEDx talk. So for me, it's been absolutely brilliant. I would say, uh, personally, I had a lot of growth and uh, all this kind of just boosted my self-esteem and confidence. So I think it was really a year for me that uh, was a year that I could shine through. Yeah. I wanted to ask too, is uh, you had an expect, like there's got to be a little bit of an expectation when it comes to, you know, you kind of as an author's journey, when you go out and publish a book, there's kind of a a small celebration for it and it's opening and kind of the book just launch and things like that. Was that expectation a little bit curbed because of everything that was going on? Or was was there a little bit of a party for the launch and everything like that? Um, to be honest, I think um, I was so new and uh, naive. But at the same time, I was uh, so full of passion. The main thing was I wanted to get my book out. Yeah. I didn't know what was the norm, right? Like I didn't, I didn't even know what was the uh, expected thing. Like you're supposed to have this launch, that launch, none of those things. But the really good thing, like whatever came through was uh, really good because everybody, I think from last year, more people are glued to their social media. So mm-hmm. that was my huge, big platform. So I had a whole lot of uh, friends and family who got my book right off the bat. 
And, um, you know, I, I was able to like kind of uh, sell 10,000 copies on the very first day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, that, you had me. You had me. <laughs> yeah. So that is not uh, um, a launch was not something that I had planned for. Mm-hmm. But the book is uh, all about uh, my journey that started my health journey that started yeah. after my son was born. And the funny thing was the, not the funny thing, I think the coincidence was that my book was also launched the day of my son's birthday. Oh, so that that's awesome. It, yes. So that made it really uh, special. Absolutely. So let me ask you this. This will kind of help you uh tell the book story a little bit more. We used to ask this question of everyone. Can you give us the origin story of maybe you, how you became an author, how you, maybe you started writing and then led up to this book? Yeah, um, my journey um, about the book is that uh, I had something called uh, Hashimoto's. It's an autoimmune disorder. Yes. So which means basically your, um, you know, your uh, thyroid gland gets affected. It could be any part of the body for autoimmune. I know now immunity is such a huge topic and everybody is so into this and everybody wants to boost their immunity. In this case, it's kind of similar to that, you know, um, in the sense like there are certain symptoms that every autoimmune condition is kind of uh, similar in the sense I had severe fatigue and all that. Mm -hmm. So this happened because of the hormonal changes after my son was born. Yeah, and yeah. then it became really worse after my second child, my daughter was born. So um, after this journey, it was a whole lot of uh, transformation that I went through. I kind mm-hmm. of uh, went into a lot of uh, holistic uh, healing stuff. And then eventually I came out uh, really successful at the end of it. I, I, yeah. I was able to overcome, um, kind of put this uh, illness into remission. And that gave me a lot of confidence. And I felt that there's like no one specific book that really talks about this. And there's a whole lot of mystery behind this um, Hashimoto's and autoimmune. So which was the reason that I wanted to uh, uh, write the book. So that's how the author journey started. And and just to like give hope to anybody who's wanting to write a book. It was not something that, um, you know, like I felt really confident about initially. Mm-hmm. But it all just happened. And, you know, that that was the whole uh, uh, beauty about it, that once I started writing, it, it just flowed out of me. So there was yeah. no sort of like a struggle. Once I decided, made the decision, it just happened. I really enjoy that, that, that last bit that you're going in. And was it, so was it emotionally freeing or was it just a natural... Uh, for your fingers, or I don't know if you wrote it by hand or if you were typing, but was it was it emotionally freeing, or was it just like a natural intuition to write this journey down? Um, the, yes, it, this actually was um, when I was in my one of my meditation sessions. I had this thought that I should write the book, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I, I just freaked out. And at the end of that meditation, I was like, you know, really sweaty. And I was like, oh my God, what is such a big goal that, you know, I'm not, I I don't think I can do it. And I kind of tried to brush it aside, but this thought never went away. And the more I was trying to push it away, the more, um, you know, it was kind of like a difficult agony that I was feeling. Then I was like, okay, fine. I'm going to get the book done. And I was clueless, like just like anybody who's starting something new. I didn't know where to start, what to do, because I was completely new at this. 
Yeah. So I just started with a blank piece of paper. My mind was also super blank, just like a paper. And then found somebody who could coach me, help me through that journey. And then um, that's awesome. Yeah. That is really awesome. I want to, you know, there was, uh, you had mentioned the meditation and kind of your journey through East, uh, Eastern medicine. Was there, you know, when you went through this journey, was there something that interests you in particular that you jumped to first and then, um, out of your journey, which one stood out to you most? Wow. That's a really loaded question because I tried. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. Because that's what uh, I think typically the uh, patients go through. Because first thing is, you don't understand what's going with yourself. Yes. And on top of it, a lot of uh, medical practitioners, they say that everything is normal because they just test your blood levels and they say everything is normal, which adds to the more uh, crazy part. So you're thinking that, oh, oh my God, something is really wrong with me. Yeah, And then you kind of figure out that, yes, something is there to prove that uh, you're not uh, that crazy, that something is really wrong in your body. So then I kind of started off with the uh, Western medication of trying to uh, deal with a medication for my problem, but that okay. didn't really help the root cause of the problem. Yeah. And the root cause for me was um, high stress. In my case, that was kind of triggering the, um, uh, you know, the illness and made it more worse. Mm -hmm. And eventually it was like I was at a point where um, I was totally uh, all the way driven to too much of thinking to the stage where finally I couldn't think anymore. And which kind of eventually led me into meditation so I could really get into a total Zen state. So I think a couple of things that really stood out was the uh, yoga and meditation part that really helped me manage my stress levels. Of course, there's a lot of diet. I go into um, um, the mind, body, soul part of it that really Mm -hmm. helped me. That's what the book is all about. Beautiful. So yeah, how the yoga, the exercise, the diet, how holistically you have to kind of uh, deal with uh, lifestyle illness, deal with the lifestyle change. Isn't it, isn't it uh, intriguing for someone who's kind of scoped out and, and, and really just went through the journey of going and testing, or at least trying out and testing and doing these things with her, with your own body. Um, Isn't it intriguing to you how much the mind plays such an effect on all of our body parts, whether it's the little things or the major macro things does that, is that just like, when you meditate, does that one thing that just really brings you like, to me, that's something that always triggers me is this little, this thing that is above us is just so massive and powerful. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the whole uh, part of the uh, mind uh, portion of the book where mm-hmm. you cannot, cannot uh, expect to heal if you do not have the belief and the mindset that you're going to recover. So in my case, for me, I had to uh, really take the responsibility for my uh, health. Mm -hmm. And I had to heal because uh, I wanted to be there for my kids. That was the driving force for me. So that kind of really helped me uh, kept going, even though I was like, you know, really exhausted. My kids were my real motivation to kind of uh, get over the illness. Yeah. But the best part is that's the journey that also taught me that if I put my mind to it, I can 
really get a lot of things done in my life. So that's how the book journey happened and the speaking and everything else yeah. that followed. I think if if the illness did not happen, then I wouldn't have seen the bigger purpose in my life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What was the, um, can I ask you, you know, about the TEDx kind of that, that period where they asked you to come in and do the speaking or do, you know, just to even be invited to something like that. What was your, um, I guess, what was your, in you know, in, uh, mindset or I guess what it was, what did you take as the invitation to do this? Well, TEDx was an absolutely brilliant experience by itself. It's, a, I think, something totally class apart in all the, in any of the speaking engagements. I think when I was writing the book, the first thought was, oh my God, how am I going to write 40 to 45,000 word book? <laughs> so every time the, you know, in the word document, you're kind of typing and then yeah. the computer shows that, you know, it's not a single word, it's a two word. I'm like, oh my God, yes. I get one more extra word. No, I'm just kidding. Nice. But then, you know, everything that I had built up to that I did, I finished at the end of the book. I knew that, yes, I can write 45,000 words. TEDx completely crashed it. Like, you know, I had to relearn because I had to write a speech, which was only like 1900 words. Yeah. Which means now I've had to uh, go back. I couldn't write less because I was used to writing more. All of a yeah, sudden, details. <laughs> there's a lot of expansion. And with TEDx, every single word counts and every single message. And it had to be so impactful that I had to, uh, it was a complete, um, you know, a dynamic uh, change because I had to take care of every single um, logistics to uh, grooming myself, the mm-hmm. voice modulation, and plus not forget my uh, speech. Yeah. And the words were uh, so carefully written that, uh, you know, I couldn't go on a, it's not like a podcast where you just speak off your head. It's like yeah. I had to really get the right words. <laughs> I had taken a lot of time to write the script, so I better get it out. And it doesn't help that they have a timer there. So this is like just counting you down. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The timing is another thing. Because if we go beyond the 18 minutes, like Mm -hmm. even one uh, second, then your uh, speech would not go up on the uh, TEDx um, um, platform. So you would be disqualified by the time. Wow. Yeah. So we had a time constraint. There was... um, uh, memorizing the script part and then the delivery part of it and uh, mm-hmm. a whole lot of uh, grooming and beautification and then the camera <laughs> angles yeah. and, the, and the mic and the studio setup. I think <laughs> it was a, it was a complete, um, you know, package by itself. And it's, it also, um, it's also like something that's uh, beyond uh, your uh, timelines and control. That's how I felt because with the book, it was like, it was my own timelines that I was working with mm-hmm. And I was okay giving myself very strict high deadlines, but when yeah. it is from TEDx, it's like they have a deadline for your rehearsal, deadline for the speech. You just have one month to practice for the whole thing. So it comes with a bang. <laughs> I, I very much appreciate you letting me ask that because I know it can be like, it just really helps uh, any person who wants to go into TEDx or who's thinking about it or or gets invited 
any of these situations could come up and it just helps to have someone who's done it before give a little bit of advice. And so it's helpful that you, you, you let everyone in on that little tidbit. I want to ask you though, um, something that kind of intrigues me also about someone like yourself who um, just kind of seems like you have like a lot of routines, things that you kind of keep in your life that helps you stay on track through mind, body, and spirit. Um, is can you give us a little insight on what you do maybe in the morning or in the uh, before bed, the routines that you like to keep to to center yourself? Oh wow, wow! How did you guess that, Jose? I'm so surprised. <laughs> well, it's just the meditation that takes a little bit of uh, dedication to have that set aside time. So I kind of assume that's part of a routine of some sort. Yeah, my day uh, typically starts off with. Um, with the meditation part of it, obviously meditation and uh, yoga. So um, I also do a little bit of um, walking, the first part, just a little bit, awesome. just to kind of uh, wrap up the um, the mind and the body a little bit. But the mm-hmm. main um, routine in the morning is the yoga meditation. And right after that, I uh, okay. do my gratitude. So gratitude for me combines also my affirmations, you know, gotcha. what I, I, how would I like to be, what I would like to become. So everything is like affirmations and positive yes. things and um, gratitude, uh, of course, thanking all the good things. And then right after that is, um, you know, the usual routine with the kids and their schooling, homeschooling, which is a big chunk. And then I uh, get into my um, walking, so which is a minimum mm-hmm. of uh, 10,000 steps every day. Okay. And uh, that's the thing. And uh, towards the end of the day, obviously, it is, uh, you know, just writing down three things, three things that went good that day. It could be something like I woke up early or I happened to play with my kids that day or anything, any simple good things that happened for that yeah. day. So these are kind of my um, non-negotiables, I would say. So on my to-do list, this is always there right on top. Like my yoga, meditation, gratitude. And Mm -hmm. oh my God, I forgot about the reading part of it. Reading a book. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yes, a positive mental attitude book. um, Walking and gratitude. So these are the top five things. Oh man, that's a, that I love when there's a nice little list that goes along with the routine because it does really, um, to me, it intrigues me to see, uh, such great minds of different sorts of backgrounds from entrepreneurs to engineers of all sorts. They all do some sort of routine that kind of like keeps their mind Mm -hmm. sharp. And so I am always intrigued by like who does what. And so, you know, myself, I go on walks, but for me, it's one part meditation, one part going on a walk with my son and my mm-hmm. wife in the morning and it's kind of family time. So there's two parts and two components to it, I believe for me and that I really do enjoy it. It's part of our routine, a part of our life. And so I really do uh, enjoy those moments of uh, clarity and calm. I want to ask you another question too, and it's kind of towards your family. After you finished the book, what was the, what, you know, did you get to show your husband? Did you get to show your kids? Like what, what was their kind of uh, interpretation of it? What did they think? Oh my God. They, my kids are seven and five years old. They were super thrilled because uh, they, right now they can even recite the entire uh, acknowledgements where I mentioned their names and everything. 
Yeah. They were so thrilled to see their names on the book. Awesome. And they were super, super, super excited. I don't know whether they understood the whole uh, dynamics of it, but they saw me go through the the real ups and downs of it. Sure, so they yeah. know what the journey is. And um, now my son, he's seven years old. He's uh, in the process of uh, getting his first book out. Oh, nice. So, <laughs> so I think I've, I've inspired them being uh, a good, decent role model for them. And, I uh, think so. I think you are. I think that's just showing right there with the first book coming out. And he's how old? Seven? Yes, he, he's uh, really excited about his book. And my daughter, she's five years old. And she is saying that she wants to become an author and she wants to become an oh. illustrator as well. So she's kind of drawing all the book cover designs for my son. Oh. <laughs> that is so incredible. You have a little team going right now. And yeah. you should encourage that. That is something I wish my brother and I, you know, my mom would have encouraged more of like the dual, like you guys feed off of one another. You guys make make good play. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do really appreciate you telling me that just because I'm kind of curious because there's, there's another factor after you finished a project is what your family thinks and what everyone around you thinks, because those are big parts and big components of your life. So I really do appreciate you telling me that. And then I, lastly, I want to uh, get into kind of the future of where you might be going of, is there another book in the works or is there some more lectures that you want to teach um, especially the pandemic's ending and more people are doing more events in person um, is there things for you that you're looking to do yeah for me right now everything is kind of more online okay. I started um, the uh, uh, foundation it's uh, more of an institute where I'm trying to give back to the community Wonderful. through a program called intentionally me where yes. I guide people on how to set goals. Uh, it could be any goals that they want to set uh, in their life. Take yeah. them through a 12-week process of how to not only set goals, how to also get their goals. Mm -hmm. So at the end of 12 weeks, once they have um, you know, even moved one step closer towards their goal, their self-confidence and self-esteem is something that's really good because that is... Um, it's called the, what do you say? The law of the big mo, the momentum. Yeah. yeah. All they have to do is kind of uh, hand tie it and go for the ride. <laughs> Get ready for that big momentum. Nice. Yeah, it gives them that confidence. But my long-term plan is to uh, kind of start um, a complete um, yoga meditation uh, center. Mm -hmm. So, which is what uh, my interim step is going to help me do that. So right now I'm in the process of teaching people how to set their goals, but the yeah. long-term vision is to more of set up a, a center, a yoga center yeah. that can kind of holistically take care of the, um, the wellness aspects. I love that. That's beautiful. I think um, with all of what you've combined, not only in your book and just kind of your, what I'm picking up from, in your everyday life and just who you are as a person, I, I think that you have set something really intentional and, and beautiful in your future. And I, I wish you nothing but the best of luck for that and, and what you what you tried to do. Um, I really do. I have learned a lot from you today. And I, I think that for me, this conversation was something that I can uh, appreciate where your story comes from and who you are as an individual. Um, is there one piece of advice that you would kind of give maybe someone out there who might be suffering from either 
um, a lack of confidence, maybe the autoimmune disease somewhere around the somewhere that you can help them. Is there any advice you'd like to give them? Yeah, thank you so much, Uzi. It was so wonderful interacting with you. I think one um, main thing this pandemic taught me personally is that, um, you know, the kind of things that we value or mm -hmm. the uh, the main priorities that we have in life. I'm yeah. sure for a lot of us, it's kind of shifted. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've started valuing things and human connection and bonding a lot more. So not to kind of uh, take those things for granted, but uh, the main thing with the Hashimoto's part is that um, even every small step towards your journey counts. So being intentional about your lifestyle choices, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, you know, going in for a little bit of walk or a little bit of rest, just listening to your body. Yeah, I would yeah. say just um, really pause, take the time break and uh, kind of uh, play with purpose. You know, every day counts and every yeah. single moment counts. So value what's most needed and uh, focus your priorities on what's what's really important in life. I want to th I really do want to say thank you, because that's a wonderful way to kind of conclude our conversation and wrap up this podcast. Um, so I really do think that that's the best way to end this and just kind of finish up by asking you to let everyone know where they can find you online, your website, uh, all your social media handles, anything that people can find you at go right ahead. Yeah, so you can now find my book. First, it's on Amazon and it's called The uh, Motto Effect. My website is uh, meenachan.com. You can also find me on Instagram at uh, meenachan8 and um, also on Facebook at uh, Motto Effect. So it was amazing and lovely connecting with you. Thank Say, you. I really, I really do appreciate it. <laughs> you were wonderful to talk to. And I think that you are going to do wonderful things in the future. And before we go, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So let us know who you want in next at our social media handles, all under Finding Arizona Podcast. And that concludes this episode here with Mina. And thank you all for listening. We will see you on the next episode. Good night. Thank you.